0: This episode of the Happy Hours brought to you by Ovation Bistro and Bar. Ovation Bistro and Bar is the perfect alternative to the chain restaurants in the Davenport area. Come and check us out on Highway 27, one mile south past Posner Park and Deer Creek Shopping Plaza. We smoke all of our meats in-house and specialize in beef, brisket, pulled pork, and pulled chicken. We also have steaks, chicken, pasta, and tacos. Come and enjoy our two-for-one well drinks, wines, and $4 mixed drinks. You can reach them at 863-354-6967 Ovation Bistro Where we find the extraordinary is ordinary And we're back with the happy hour With Johnny and Deuce And actually during the break Brian actually uh, proposed a question So what was your question Brian?
1: Yeah, well, uh, we're talking about Deadpool and Fox and X-Men. So um, we know X-Men Apocalypse comes out the same year, and I believe they're moving it from the 70s to the 80s. So where does Deadpool fall? Does it fall in the 80s, or does it fall in modern time? Um, Because they do want to have the films connected, at least in the same universe. I'm sure they
2: do, but to be honest with you, I'm not sure where it's going to land. To be honest with you, I'm not even sure Fox cares where it lands because I think this movie, they're going to kind of try and keep it on its own and in its own little continuity, if you will. Um, so I, personally, I would like it to land in the 90s. I think that'd be great because think about it. How cheap is 90s music going to be? Super cheap. If you got to like get like Soundgarden and Nirvana and all those songs from that era, I think you can get 90s music super cheap unlike 80s music, which is kind of skyrocketing in price if you want to get it for a movie, if you know what I mean. Um, I hope it'll land in the 90s, but I kind of think it's going to be in the... where we don't know. And plus, it might actually be in a place where it bounces all around, or it could be in the present. I mean, you know, Deadpool was such a cool character. If they land it in the present, just to get it the hell away from the X-Men franchise... That might not be a bad idea for him. Well, if Cable is involved, uh, time travel. Well, that's true. I don't know if Cable is going to be in the movie. I'd love to
0: see uh, him in the movie. I thought there was
1: rumors that that they were casting for Cable. That would be oh, awesome. Well, they have a history. Yeah.
0: Cable and Deadpool have their own series, actually. Exactly. They're so, awesome I mean, team, It's a so. good
2: series, and it's a good place for them to have a mix together. But the, we, be, but, the best yeah. cast
1: for, for Cable, if they do cast him, and he does end up being in a movie, the guy from Avatar, Steve uh, Lang.
2: Oh, yeah, the guy with the the oh, he Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of ripped and
0: old. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd be awesome. But, you know, we had talked, you know – Ant Man will actually be the end of uh, Phase Two in the Marvel Studios productions. They, they're to start in Phase Three. Phase Three with Captain America: Civil War coming out May six, two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. So uh, two thousand sixteen is blowing up for you know superhero movies, uh, comic yeah. book movies, if you will.
1: Starting in March. Yep. Sorry. Well, actually, no. Starting February. February yep. and in March is Batman versus yep. Superman.
0: Yeah. So and. And of course, Doctor Strange, which I think that's going to be a weird one. Um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously, be, you, uh, Bennett, that's
2: my touchiest one of the whole bunch.
0: Well, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, Cumberbatch, um, you guys know, of course, um, uh, Sherlock. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Excuse me, uh, BBC America, uh, as well as he. You know, he was con um, on uh, Star Trek Into Darkness and so on and everything else like that. Uh, amazing actor. Uh, he's fantastic. Uh,
1: they got a horror director though, so they have the right director. Yeah,
0: Scott Dickerson, Yeah, he's. Uh, the, well, the cool thing is, is like I, I think because his name alone, um, uh, Cumberbatch, I, I think he, they're going to get people going in the audience for that. But if if Captain America: uh, Civil War um, is is going to do really well, I, I, which is amazing, because for me it's like I think for me personally, I didn't, and I make it hate for this, I didn't actually care as much about the first Captain America movie. The Joe Johnston one, um, it was a very serviceable film. Um, I didn't love it, or I liked it, but I didn't love it. I felt like the movie was really, really long, and the pacing was really, really slow, uh, especially the the second half of the film. It, it, was was, a,
1: it was a good period film, though. It was a
0: good period film. I just felt it was, the pacing was really slow. Um, but now with Winter Soldier, that, for me, the Russo brothers, phew, Blew me away. I, I knocked my socks off because it felt like a, it felt like, all right, Captain America, you got to see his origin. Now you can see why he is the man, you know, and you got to see how he is and he's still true to his character. A lot of awesome plot twists and turns. I and mean, you go check it out if you haven't seen Winter, uh, Winter Soldier, it's fantastic. Uh, and now it's like they're going to be going in and doing the third one. Um, I'm really, really excited
2: to see where Captain America goes. Uh, but I feel like, in my opinion, because I love the first one, the first one was probably the first. A Marvel movie, to be honest with you. I showed my parents, and they loved it. Um, the second, uh, Winter Soldier, and of course, Civil War, seems like they've decided that the Captain America movies are the ones that basically turn the Marvel Universe on their head. The first one was, you know, okay, it was a good Marvel movie, led up to the Avengers. After that, hit had the Winter S- Soldier, Which turned the Marvel Universe on its head because now S.H.I.E.L.D. has exploded. You know, it changed the Marvel's agent of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, It it changed the whole show. And now you've got this new one, which is going to definitely put the Marvel Universe on its head when it comes to the... Uh, Civil War, because being a hardcore comic fan, reading Civil War, I know what this is going to lead I think into. It's going to
0: heartbreaking reading that one. I know mean, watching that one because especially- I don't know.
1: I don't think it's going to happen. Is this? Well, I don't really want to get into spoilers for her. I haven't, you know I mean the book came out in two thousand six. If you yeah, haven't go read ahead. it, you can spoil all right, it. So, point, yeah, go it's, ahead. it's been spoiler hot alert, like, a spoiler alert. There's warning. a Wikipedia on it. So yes. you can spoil it. Yeah, go but, ahead. But in the cinematic version, I don't think they're gonna go with the comic version. We'll start with the comic version, two thousand six. Um what was it? Who uh if you have uh look up who, who wrote it, I think it's Bendis, right? Michael, uh Brian, Brian Michael, Michael, Michael Bendis. Bendis, yeah. Yeah. Um, it basically was Cap and—well, it was more than Cap and Iron Man. It was everybody, I mean, but it, except for the Spider mules. Spider-Man was b- the big centerpiece, yeah, the which fantastic I'm very, very also, glad you know. that
2: yeah. they got Spider-Man back for this because if you don't have Spider-Man for uh, Civil War, there's no reason for it. Like, it, Spider-Man is the centerpiece well, of the, the whole, whole story. Right.
0: The whole idea of why Civil War even happened was, you know— It was based it, on a lie, though. yeah.
1: To get, but, they to, to get the heroes fighting, and the only ones that right. stayed out were the mutants because they already had their own problems.
0: Right. But the whole reason this, this idea even came about was because, you know, you think about, like, personas, what personas are. You know, you have, you know, Steve Rogers is Steve Rogers, but he's also Captain America, right? You have two right. different entities there. Now, There's they they coalesce, right? Obviously, yeah. the same person. But some people have more of an obvious, you know, someone that, like Superman, right? Like... Put the glasses on is Clark Kent, right? But he, you know, he looks the same, right? But you look at Spider Man; he has a full mask. Oh, I shouldn't do that. He has a full mask on his face. You don't know who he is. You can't even tell who he is unless you hear the voice. So it's like being outed to the public was a huge deal. A not only in the comic book world, but like just people in general, like looking at this as a as like a character study on society and discrimination. Like it was a really deep. Th- I took it really deep and personal when I watch, when I read that in the book. because I was like, "They're really taking a chance and really trying to expand upon it." And maybe I'm overanalyzing analyzing things because I'm very analytical. But like, like that was very thought provoking to me. And I thought Civil War was very deep. You know, it, like you pull back the layers of the onion as Deuce and I say, yeah. there's a lot of layers to that. And I, I'm really curious to see how
1: you know how the movie portrayal is because there's a. Yeah. And you know how the end goes. Yeah, uh, I won't say who did it, right. but uh, somebody ends up being assassinated. Right. Yeah, and uh, assassinated. And yeah. uh, I don't think they're going to go the cinematic route the same as the comic. I no, do. they can't. I don't think they will. Um, um,
0: but yeah, we 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 won't spoil that because people uh, people would flip. Their tables. Especially
1: with, you know, the Affinity War, they're going to need Right, because they're, they're
0: going to need every single person. And there's going to be Affinity War Part 2. I mean, they've, they've, Marvel's all gone all the way down to 2019. of. Well, of I think that was
2: smart because they made such a big... Phase 3 is probably the biggest phase that they've had so far. And I love how they have got movie, movie, movie Avengers, Affinity War Part 1. Movie, movie, movie. Well, let's go down the list. I
0: had the list right here. So, of course, you know, after Doctor Strange, uh, in 2017, you have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There you go. You have Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Uh, Then you have Black Panther, which that's going to be... That would be interesting. I think, well,
1: actually. and then you have the because there was some uh, movements. The the Sony yeah, movie of the Marvel, Spider-Man thing. yeah, there right. was That's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you of course you have uh, Infinity War. You have Captain Marvel, which will be interesting. Yeah. Inhumans. Um, Inhumans, uh, and then Infinity War Part Three. That's that's all that we have now. You know yeah. they're going to be throwing
2: some more in between. Yeah. Well, they've been but, talking about the Inhumans on uh, Agents of Shield which yeah. is going on right now on well, ABC. I wanted to get you guys so. input, actually. Yeah. I'm glad you guys
0: brought this up because someone uh, brought up earlier about um, Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. and you guys talked about it now. Yeah, it's a um, great show. Great or good? Like, I've never seen it. I've only seen like two or three episodes because the, the, the word on the street from what I hear is it's almost, it's almost been canceled twice because of the viewership. People have not, no one's been watching it, and that's the problem. Because wow. it, the reason I bring this up It's because you look at DC and how well... They're they're knocking it out of the park in the television department. They're just batting a thousand. Flash was a... No one knew how well... We'll get into Flash and Arrow later, but it's doing really well, right? And then you go and you look at the Marvel Studios Productions films. They're doing amazing. They're doing better in DC in the box office. But then you go down to the television market, and I feel like Marvel doesn't know what they're doing. They're all over the place. But
3: do you think that that comes from working to your strength because DC has always been better at animation and television shows that we expect this, this huge thing from a television show that's Marvel based. I'm just
0: going to be straight up honest. I don't think people care as much about the shield as you think the average audience. I don't think they, they want to know all the inner workings. I don't think they want to know, Oh, this is another procedural, you know, uh, You know, uh, television show. I've seen my Law and Order, seen my CSI, but it happens to be in the Marvel universe. I think the average. I'm talking about the average audience. Obviously, comic book fans, you guys love it. But I'm talking about the average audience. If the average audience is not going to see it, then it's. I mean, like I said, it's almost got canceled twice. And I was surprised it got renewal for a second season, to um, be honest with you. But I haven't seen it. So I want I wanted to get your opinion on why you guys like the show, why it should continue on. Well, Things... I'll start here. Sure. Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, you well,
1: there's a, a Facebook group that I'm part of that, you know, there's some haters and some lovers of the show. And I'm a fighter, a firm believer of this, that a lot of shows, um, the first season uh, is usually bad or slow. Yeah, of course, and this of happens course. with it's a lot a of shows, um, but it's about building your story arc. Now, season one of Shield, yeah, it started a little, little slow, but then when they brought in the whole Winter Soldier thing, Bill Paxton oh, came yeah. in. That's when the show picked up. And but if the Winter Soldier movie didn't happen,
0: like if that if that movie wasn't in existence,
2: with no offense, that's uh, imp- that's you cannot ask that question. And the reason I'm going to say that is this. Okay. This show is built around, in my opinion, filling the gaps of the movies because okay. this is an ABC Studios production. ABC is owned by, of course, Disney. Disney owns d- Marvel now. Exactly. Yep. So this show basically is your gap filler. It fills things in. It kind of you know, fills things in that you don't see in the movies. So it's like, okay, and I agree with you 110%. When you started the first season, you were like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is the same Marvel Universe. This is going to be great. And first three my episodes. Heroes? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is, like, wah, wah, wah,
3: well, I watched wah. the first wah. four
0: episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I, The first four okay. episodes of
2: S.H.I.E.L.D., I was
0: like, But ah. isn't
3: that expectation? Exactly. We see these huge blockbuster yeah. movies, and we expect it to be like that every single time. It's not going to yeah. be like that. So, what it's it's good for is filling in the blanks. Like, for me, I have no idea how everything is supposed to... Land. Like, laterally happen. I know things are happening at the same time. Like, you can see the Hulk doing something in whatever other movie. But this... The show brings in all the little things that you didn't catch the first time. Because I'm like, I don't know what that thing in the tomb and what the writing on the wall is. And I don't get it. Because I'm not a comic book fan. So, then... Them giving me that in the TV show helps me understand the stuff that's coming. Or has already happened, and I'm like, "What? I don't." I I I I, that I,
0: I, I get that, and I respect that, definitely. Um, but I also think if the Agents of Shield show wasn't on, Marvel would still be knocking out of the park. People would be going to see the movies. It, Agents well, of I Shield is is, is only for There's no doubt the, about that. The, no, you know no. what I'm saying like I feel like it's just a blip on the radar. Like you're not going to be talking about Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield might get two, three seasons. It's going to be done. Dunean rings. No one's going to be talking about Agents of Shield. It's yeah, not. You can mark. No, no. 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 You go and you, now I'm going to talk about the, the 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 flip side. Look at Arrow. Look at Flash. Look at how amazing they. Even Constantine did really well. Hopefully we get a second season uh, on SciFi Hashtag Network. Hashtag
1: Save Constantine. Yeah, uh,
0: really amazing show by mind you. But you f- do the flip side and you look at how amazing. Because I mean, think about it, Flash. When first Flash, Arrow has its Arrow is is essentially Batman, right? It, that show is Batman. It has Batman villains. It's very stoic. He's like Batman, uh, taking reins from Batman a lot more. Then the, um, brain fart. What's his name? Era's real name.
3: Barry. Oh. Or no. No, no, no. Oliver. Oliver. Queen. Same yeah. name as her yeah. kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that's your kid's name, Oliver. We're, that's we're awesome. totally in early yeah, awesome. like that.
3: Chris Pratt's character in Everwood is Brighton. Right. And Oliver is named after Oliver Queen. That's
0: awesome. Uh, Oliver McQueen, yeah. Yeah. So Oliver McQueen is essentially Batman, right? He fights Batman villains. He's dark. He's stoic. Uh, he, you know, he has a you know he doesn't trust people, etc. He's very quiet, kept to himself. He finally starts to open up, uh, and everything else like that. But it's essentially Batman the television show, right? Uh, it's totally different than Gotham. It's totally different than anything else going on. Flash was not gonna was not supposed to be successful like it is. It has gotten hugely successful. More so that the CW was blown away by their numbers. They were like, "Hey, Flash is actually doing really well," and it's the yin to the yang to the Arrow because you think about Arrow, it's so dark, it's stoic, it's Rooting, it's you know, there's a lot going on, death and all that, and then you flip, you look at Flash. Flash is very campy, very fun. I mean, there's dark moments in it, but it's it's very well written. Uh, Jeff Johns has a stamp on that show. You could see it every single episode. There's a lot of little nuggets and stuff thrown to the comic book fans. Like if you're a comic book reader, you saw twist. Episode 4 Before everyone else did That they didn't Throw it in your face Like it was very Like one frame If you saw it You're like Oh my god I know what's gonna happen So it was great Because you got to f- Appease the fans Of just television And you also appease The fans of the comic book So I think DC Is knocking it out of the park I don't I, I, I just I personally For one Marvel did not impress me With Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I don't think I'm ever gonna go back to it And I don't think it matters Because I think Marvel's done such a great job With their movies That You know there's so much to watch on TV. See, but that's
3: the whole thing. It doesn't matter if if Agents of Shield does well or if it gets another season or anything. It doesn't I'm not gonna say that it's not it's not relevant. Right. It is. But I'm not gonna say that it's gonna be something that people talk about five years from now. It's right. probably not gonna be. Right. However, people are gonna continue to talk about about Arrow and Flash and where D C is going. And I right. think D C has always been like this. If you think about their animation department i mean
0: phenomenal amazing i mean
3: i i sit and watch stuff with my kid and i'm like how is that even like how did i not know that about a character and i i it's written it's not written like a cartoon it's written like a feature-length movie it's important to the character and it's way way more amazing than anything you know they put out in a blockbuster I mean, I right. am not looking forward to Batman versus Superman. I don't.
0: Care. Well, that was my next question. Was because, you know, Brian, do you have anything to add to this? I'm sorry, you look like you were in deep thought here. <laughs> oh, I'm like, this I'm a very
2: deep thought. Yeah, to that. I, like, have like a, I have a, I have a feeling. playing Devils advocate. I was to say with with,
1: with Shield. No, um, go ahead. I think in the long run, they didn't want it to run as a long series. I think they have a set number of seasons, like for Agent it. Carter. Yeah, um, I have a feeling that they're gonna run three or four, maybe five seasons. That they've already had it down. That this is the plan. Um, and I think, th- I mean, the second season of, of Shield's been great. I mean, you can. I mean, there's so many things to watch. That's I think affects viewership. It so so, so, many so many different, many different channels and stuff. Well, that's what was I was gonna say earlier. So, There's so much, much going Even on. Cable, so you've you got, got all all to get
0: them things. with the. That's the problem is if you don't get people within the first couple of episodes, usually they don't continue on. Yeah, but the, but
1: the second season has been stellar. I mean, everybody's been raving, and they just got two new cast members: uh, James uh, Edward, uh, James almost from, from General uh, Dama. General Dama. He was also in Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. If you
0: watched
2: this
1: stand and deliver.
2: It seemed like Battlestar Galactica with all the flashbacks of "We've got to take this ship. We've got to get this ship together." It was and like, then, "Oh yeah, oh, then, I remember uh, <laughs> this from Battlestar Galactica." And then
1: um, May Melinda's ex, uh, Blair Underwood, right? Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. So it's it's a uh...
3: go ahead, which dude. is
2: awesome. But I th- I think same thing uh, back what you were saying, Brian. The first season, in my opinion, was. We have got these episodes to lead up to the big reveal, which is going to happen with Captain America Winter Soldier. So in my opinion, it was like, okay, we've got 12 episodes. We can build up these characters. We can do this. We can do that. We've got the super big reveal. We cannot do until episode 13 or whatever it was. Because I remember I had taped that episode and they said, hey, do not watch this episode until you have seen Captain America. So I got four episodes behind before mm-hmm. I got to see Captain America. I went and saw the movie, and then I got to rewatch it, which I'm glad because it actually filled in gaps for me personally with the movie. And now, especially with season two, we're talking about the Inhumans, which is going to be in phase three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this show, in my opinion, everybody can poo it all they want. But I think this show is actually going to show us things way, way, way before the Marvel Universe does. Because they're like, look, and I don't want to poo-poo ABC because you're a very fine channel. But, like, look, we can show things early on this show. There's a, you know, say if there's 100% – we use pie graph. If there's a pie graph. 25% of the Marvel Universe, the people that watch, you know, these movies – is going to watch a show, we can show them things early. Didn't That's we, awesome. It is so awesome. it's like 25% of us know what's going to happen before it happens, which is amazing, which I'm really excited about because they've been showing all this stuff about the Inhumans and, you know, the things with Sky. Also, the things
1: with, if you were
2: watching early enough, before... The, the, Kree, pe- em-
1: the Kree Empire?
2: Yeah, the Kree Empire. On top of that, if you've been watching during Season 1... Like, I knew Hydra was going to hit before Hydra hit because of the show. Because I was like, you there's some weird shit going on. I don't know what this is going to be. And then, like I said, I didn't watch the episodes until I'd watched Captain America. It's like, oh, Hydra hit? I'm like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. And cool. then I watched the episodes and I was like, wow. Okay. But so- I don't
3: think micro- Microsoft, what the hell, um, I don't think Marvel ever does anything by accident. No, they don't. Everything has a plan, and everything has a reason why it drops when it drops.
2: Exactly. So
3: the reason that the show is filling in all the blanks and giving us little little teasers, little little pieces, is the reason that the first Captain America didn't appeal to a lot of people. It's like, well, it set up the whole reason that Bucky is who Bucky is. Yep. It's it's like you would miss that whole amazing like eye contact moment that they have. When he realizes that that's Bucky, and you would have missed all that if you didn't have any idea about the first Captain America. Yeah. there is a reason why that shows up again, and why everything that's happening in the series is happening when it's happening. Exactly, it's filling in all the blanks for us who are like who want this like lateral line of these movies. However, yeah. they're happening at the same time or whatever. Yeah, but I
0: also think. Uh, you guys both alluded to this earlier. I don't think Marvel's stake in the television is as important as DC's, and no. I don't think because DC, like you said earlier, uh, Nicole, the uh, Batman, uh, the animated series was groundbreaking when it came out. Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, um, phenomenal, amazing. Um, you know, Paul Dini wrote like everything, and uh, he created Harley Quinn and lots of the other characters you see in Batman universe today. Uh, and Bruce Tim, amazing artist and whatnot, and you know, good producer and whatnot. Uh, they kind of got their feet wet in that whole industry and then exploded into ma- Mask of the Phantasm, which went into theaters. And then, of course, you know, you fast forward to 2013 um, uh, Under the Red Hood, right? Batman Under the Red Hood. Amazing, <laughs> amazing animated feature. Jensen Ackles. Uh, yeah. Oh awesome. God. So good. <laughs> Just so makes good. it better. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, like, so you have that, and it's like, you know, DC knows they've been doing this forever. So they know how to make good television. But I also think because you don't have – uh, you know, because Batman v Batman v Superman um, is supposed to set up the Justice League in, in theory, right? This is supposed to be it's Donna Justice is that the colon, right? Well, so donkey fart that shit. So, b- because you don't have a preceding film, the reason, one of the main reasons Avengers worked so well is because you had all these preceding films that leaded up to it. You're not going to have a Wonder, movie and stand-alone, a, Wonder Wo- a Wonder Woman movie, an Aquaman movie. You're not going to have any of these movies that precede it. Until after. So, it makes it more difficult for people to jump onto Justice League if you don't have something before. So, like, if people are attached to Green Arrow, people are attached to a Flash that they see on television every day, they're going to be more excited to go see a Justice League movie because even if the same even if Stephen Amell and the guy who plays Grant, uh, Grant, Grant Gustafson yeah if they don't actually play their counterparts in the film at least they people know who these characters are and they have a familiarity with them so I think having this television these television show work actually is more important than Shields or uh, Agents of Shields stake in the Marvel Universe because Marvel Universe because Marvel has done such a good job by itself you know yeah. they don't need to make television shows well yeah and
1: I see what you're saying I mean DC yeah they've dabbled in movies you know Batman Superman Batman Superman Batman Superman we've seen it right yeah. um so Marvel um who used to be strictly TV yeah. um did the movie thing and i mean 2008 till now so well 2007 when they announced Iron Man right yeah. um i was actually at that San Diego Comic-Con awesome <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! and mm-hmm. uh Robert Downey Jr. was right there in front of the, the Iron Man and picked it up the lift the sheet off, and there was the full Iron Man costume right there. That's awesome. Um, but so, yeah, uh, DC needed these shows to step into the big screen. Marvel doesn't need S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's there. And it's, I mean, it's ABC, it's Disney. They're not going to lose money because it's their comp- they're, it's. They own Marvel, yeah, so right. uh, yeah. whether they're making it or not, they're not losing money, gaining right. money. So, yeah. um,
2: this episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Emerald City Comics. We're going to be there for Free Comic Book Day with MDA on May 2nd. So come out and see us. Brian, what all's going to be going on May 2nd?
1: As Team Arrow's captain, I will be set up there with a lot of cool giveaways. I will have a raffle item, a uh, War Machine statue, which is $130 value, which was donated to me by a great company um, that does all these really cool statues. That will be a $5 raffle item, $5 as uh, many tickets as you want. And I will have the Halloween Complete Blu-ray box set signed by Sean Clark, who has a few special features on there. have uh, some art prints, sugar and Slice will be doing a cake for us. Uh, they do very <laughs> delicious cakes and awesome designs, so uh, check them out too. It's also free comic book day, so the store will have lots of comics.
0: In addition to Brian's fundraising guest, Emerald City Comics will be hosting Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor of Harley Quinn fame. During the afternoon, time is to be determined. There will be superheroes live in-store for pics and autographs. Details will be available at emeraldcitycomics.com as they are finalized. Also, Emerald City Comics is on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Emerald City Comics. They're located in Clearwater, Florida at 4902-113th Avenue North. And you
2: can give them a call at 727-398-2665. And remember, when you go to Emerald City Comics, don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny with and Deuce, Deuce sent you.
0: But the, the reason I bring up all this is because Batman v... Batman vs Superman, Batman v Superman, however you want to pronounce it. That uh, There's a lot of things going into this film. I mean, you, you look at you know Ben Affleck as Batman, which you and I have talked about before. At I, 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 I'm, I, I am a big proponent of Ben Affleck. I love Ben Affleck. I think he's great. Uh, I think you know he, he gets a bad rap for Daredevil, which uh, the director's cut of Daredevil is a totally different film, which Amazing. is fantastic yeah. if you have not seen it. Uh, it's like a totally different film.
3: But again, with the whole give him a chance to show who he is, He just played an incredible role in Gone Girl. Which was like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's like Bruce Wayne. He's not the same person he was in Mallrats a hundred years ago. I mean,
2: give uh, him...
0: a Dogma, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They're not the same people, so give him a little bit of of credit. It's like, we want to, you know, poo-poo everything, I think. Oh, well, that's not going to work. As soon as
1: he became a director, I think that Mm. shut everybody up. I mean, the town... That's uh, we well, gone, baby, around. gone. He directed oh with the, in his well, with his, his brother Casey Affleck. Yeah, yeah amazing, yeah. awesome. So like he he you know he was
0: great in Hollywoodland as well. So like he he has his acting chops, and I think he gets a lot of. And we said this before on the show. Yeah, he gets he gets a lot of crap for uh um for uh, um, Pearl Harbor. Sorry, he gets a lot of crap for Pearl Harbor, and even what? he didn't make the film. But the, 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 the movie bombed. Movie. The movie bombed. Like it, it lost you, it lost like forty five million dollars. Like it, it was a bomb. Michael Bay didn't care. It was yeah. explosive. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> he, it lost a lot of money. Okay, so. but
3: all period pieces are only driven towards a certain group of people that go to see it. That's people true. I don't know. But my dad, and my mom,
2: have
0: seen are that movie. Always like
3: going to have a problem so. with the way something is made, right. and. Th- it's an it's an ensemble thing. It takes way more than the actor to make something happen. It's the screenwriter. It's all these things. And of course, combined. Argo. You know, he Argo, won. Yeah.
0: He, you know, for a director, he That's won good. best director that year. So, like, the guy has his chops, and uh, you know, he gets into shape. He looks awesome. You know, he has that. Like I said before, like. We're fanboying for uh, Ben Affleck here with Happy Hour. Navy, we I love him, though. This. He's awesome.
2: My opinion is they're going to do the Batman versus Superman. They're going to do all these movies. And when they finally get to their Avengers, if you will, when they get to their Justice League, Justice League movie, he is going to be the director. And I think that was part no, of
1: it. No, like, actually, um, he's directing the standalone Batman films. And Snyder is directing Justice League. Really? really? Yeah.
0: Oh wow, I hadn't heard that.
1: Well, I had not heard that either because I was my money was
2: going to be on Snyder's going to direct all the films, and when it gets to the Justice League film, finally, I figured it would be Affleck. No, Af- Bat Affleck gets yeah. Batman. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, no. I, I I love it. I, I it is what it is, well, but that's what I would have. But my here's money the on. problem: what if Batman of Desperate? Batman vs. super Batman versus Superman. however you however you pronounce Batman it, Batman versus Superman. What if that movie bombs? It doesn't do well because it's already two, it's going to be two hundred million plus to make. Okay,
1: what if it doesn't do well? Th- this is what happens. And like I said, I watched you know a huge YouTuber fan of AMC Movie Talk. They talk about this a lot. If it bombs, it's over for WB and DC it's over with the, you in, in the, the movie as yeah. far as movies like, like they'll don't... still do
0: tv because flat they're making tons of money off yeah and, and
1: yeah. uh basically they're saying there are two separate universes um you know alternate dimensions and yeah. stuff right right um but if it bombs uh you can kiss the whole dc line goodbye right well think about like let's let's go
0: in the way back machine not too far back but, but what
1: let's... what do you say is a bomb
0: what, what and it's not my own words there's bomb a difference
1: for... between bomb and fail
0: well a bomb is when you don't make your money like when like for example, technically. I might hate me for the technically Boondock Saints bombed. It did not make any money. John
1: Carter was a yeah. bomb, but
0: it's a huge cult classic, right? I mean, people. There's a lot of fans that love Boondock Saints. Yeah, there's a huge cult following. Right no, I'm not Boondock saying Saints it's. I'm not. I'm not saying movie ever. No no no, I will no, no, no. Show you
1: my office. I've got no, no. Both it of the it failed. That Reservoir Dogs is another one that also yeah. bombed at the box office, but has a huge cult following. Well, that's what i
0: saying. Is like there's cult followings for things now. I'm not saying that a movie that bombs is not a good movie i'm I, you know it's a bad film i'm just saying money talks in this industry okay, so, like, so if you batman, batman versus superman batman. what what's the budget let's it's, let's say 280 280 million okay. let's just say okay
2: so well, we're going to say 200 million is the budget That's, for batman, that's how much they spent on it so that's
1: how much they're probably going to spend on it okay, easily 200 okay, okay. let's let, let's talk domestic yeah just, domestic. this is I not like worldwide. this, this is domestic all right cool so <laughs> opening weekend you know, everybody's going to go see it out of curiosity. You know, it breaks over uh, 150. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Really yeah, okay, That's really that, that, that's strong. That's really strong. But word of mouth, that 150 in the second weekend drops to 30 million. Easily. Easily. Yeah. that, that would, That's what you would call a bomb. Because – well, yeah, because
0: you think about it. You, you've got – this isn't cost marketing. Uh, it doesn't include the marketing. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're going to print and produce DVDs slash Blu-rays, there's a cost that you there. And then plus what the theaters keep. Exactly. And then – so you're actually going to be making le- – you, so you didn't even hit your budget. So technically that's a bomb. That's what I call bombing, when you don't make your budget back at all. You don't make yeah. more than
1: your budget. That's so the only people a... that make their money are the actors, because they get paid up front. Right, well, exactly. Most of them do.
2: I think there's uh, multiple actors in that film that are going to get back pay, and
1: I think Ben Affleck's going to be yeah. one of them. So well, the what? only problem I have with that whole movie, though, is Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Oh, yeah, because the pictures revealed a couple weeks ago as, as him as Lex Luthor uh, no, with the shaved I, head.
2: I really think we're... I think we're kind of poo in the bed too early.
0: No, I, I mean, this that, is a conversational podcast. Is, I it love is. it. This is awesome. But I'm
2: saying, I think personally, I think we're poo in the bed too early. I think this movie, especially because we're going to have the first trailer here in a couple weeks before the new
1: Mad Max movie.
2: Uh, I think once we see the trailer and we see what's going to happen... I think our tunes may change. Well, the reason why no,
1: the movie's going to be great, I think. I don't think it's going to bomb. I think it's going to be good. I just Jesse Eisenberg, he's poo poo. Well,
2: well,
0: let, I wanted to bring this back
1: because that's the word of this episode. The poo poo poo.
0: I think this is scream at home if you hear the word poo poo, or it's a drinking poo-poo! game. Take a shot. Take Every a time. Shot. time I am mean,
1: sure he's a great person and all that. I mean, he he's an okay actor. He's just um, yep. it's a miscast.
0: Uh, well, my thing is, I think the reason why there's reservations for Batman vs Superman is because of Man of Steel. And I wanted to act, you guys' are opinion on this. And I don't think I've actually yes, talked to either of you. Uh, actually, please. all three of you. I don't know if I've talked to all three of you about this. Your thoughts on, A, what your thoughts of Man of Steel were. Because I want to know, because that, that's going to lead to Batman versus Superman. Because there's a lot of flack because of Batman uh, because of Man of Steel. Why people are having reservations about Batman vs Superman. So what did you guys think about Man of Steel? I guess is the question I have. You gotta think about it.
3: Okay. Go ahead. So I'm gonna preface this with my Superman is always gonna be Dean Cain.
2: Damn straight.
3: So I preface this the, like because he's my Superman. He will right. always be my Superman. But and we talked about this a lot when Superman came out. Like Man I of Steel. really I didn't Man of Steel. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I didn't want to see the movie. I didn't care. I didn't. I wasn't excited. I was like, whatever.
0: Did you see Superman Returns before? And I saw Superman Returns, and
3: I didn't think Brandon Routh was that bad. I thought the movie was terrible, but I didn't think he was a bad Superman. Um, But I wasn't excited because I was like, it's just another Superman movie. Who cares? Right. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God. So for me to say that I'm not excited about Batman v. Superman kind of sucks, but I'm not excited because you have to prove to me. Okay, you proved to me with Superman, Man of Steel, you you proved to me that that there could be an amazing thing. But it didn't. It it made a lot of people mad too. But as as a non comic book reader and only knowing what I know right. about Superman as a pop culture figure, right. I'm saying I thought it was a great movie, and I think it was time to change some of the very campy ways we look at Superman. Make it a little more dark. Make it a little bit more real, so that they could probably do this this Batman V Superman. I don't think that had they come off of Superman returns or some of previous Superman type, you know, things Mm -hmm. that they would be able to make a Batman V Superman movie. And I only know again, what I know about this as a pop culture phenomenon, right? I only know it, you know, I don't, I never read the book, so I don't know.
2: Well, no, you shouldn't feel bad about that because prime example, we'll, we'll pull it back. I'd seen all the, Previous Superman movies, I actually really liked Superman Returns with Brandon Roth. I thought it was great. Um, the summer that actually uh, Superman, the new Superman, came out. Man of Steel? Exactly. Me and the, the girl I've been seeing at the time, we were at uh, Universal. And we were over at Bubblegum Shrimp, which if you'll good know. Good place.
0: Really, really yeah, good.
2: Great. Great place to get a cocktail and get some good food. Which is right across from the movie theater. It had been raining, and she said, hey, let's go see a movie. And I was like, okay, what do you want to see? Well, the guy who I guess is playing Superman now, Henry Carvel. Cavill. Well, Cavell. I, I call him Carvel like the ice it's cream. cream. <laughs> that son of a bitch is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she said, let's go see him because I guess he had used to be in a show that was on uh, Showtime called um, – I don't remember. Anyway. Just say he was on a Showtime show. He was on a Showtime show, which she really, really liked. It's like, oh, he's sexy. I want to go see that. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So we went, and we went and saw it. And when I sat down, I'm like, okay, we're going to see a Superman movie, whatever. It was really, really good. I was, like, super duper impressed.
1: Did you know he was British?
2: I didn't know he was British. I didn't know shit about him. I was like, okay, we're going to see Superman, which, by the way, Superman yeah. is my favorite hero ever so I was like this is a big bar you've got to hit and he hit it I was like this is awesome okay
0: now Brian what are your thoughts of Superman Returns and what's your thoughts of Man of Steel because I want to get everyone's thoughts on those two movies because they're uh, two different movies to me they are yeah they Super are returns
1: Superman Returns was a homage homage to Christopher Reeve okay. um, homage. both homage homage, homage. Uh, it's yeah. the same thing I Bran- both. Brandon Routh, uh he played both Clark and Superman perfect. He did. Uh, I think Singer um, I he was I don't know what his vision for the I, I kind, of, kind of see his vision for the film. Uh, I just as a whole I think there was issues with the script I didn't like. Um, but with the I mean, <laughs> They tried to tell
3: too much of a story in too short of a time. but did, if,
2: but that wasn't anybody's fault. You know what I mean? I think it was I don't like,
3: think they knew how it was going to
2: Right. Continue.
1: I I want to hear your thoughts, but as um, like a total film geek, I thought the movie was beautiful. Yeah, the cinematography was beautiful. Well, from a
0: visual standpoint, it made it made Superman look amazing when he flew. Like when he flew, it looked fantastic from a visual standpoint, from a technology standpoint. How far we've come from Christopher Reeve sitting, you know, Eh. wire work and on a table. Like to go from that. To, to go where we are now, that was mind-blowing to me, to see that. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll give you my thoughts on Superman Returns, and then, we'll, and then I'll just segue into Man of Steel. I hated Superman Returns. I it. I loathed it. Look it up on the internet. That is a word that means you intensely dislike something. I loathed Superman Returns for several reasons. It wasn't because of Brandon Routh, because Brandon Routh – he like with a lot of Superman, you get an unknown that comes out because think about it if you had someone that was like a Tom Cruise someone huge you already have these pre-conceived uh, notions of who this person is and how they act but you get someone that only his previous work was Gilmore Mo- Girls Gilmore Girls that was the only thing he'd done before model
1: I thought he was a model
0: well, no 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 I'm talking about on television uh, on screen like he'd only done Gilmore Girls that was it Brandon so, Roth and only done Gilmore it. Girls that's it that's only this only is IMDb history before man, uh, man I'll tell man. you what that's a good Superman. <laughs> That is very good credentials. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. So that was his own no, no, I'm just saying, but he was an unknown, essentially, to the to the to the audience, right? So it was like, you know, you get someone that's unknown that you don't like Christopher Reeve, you know, not a lot of people that knew who he was. And he was you know, a good looking guy, was on you know, and that's one thing you have to give credit to people who make Superman movies. They they cast pretty good men in the lead that wear the cape right that I don't really think there's a bad there's been a bad Superman you know really uh, cast but with Brian Singer I think he should just be left to make X-Men movies because he does a great job when he's making X-Men movies or
1: Usual Suspects or
0: Usual Suspects With that years ago right that movie's so <laughs> old now um, but like with with Superman Returns I was like the first half of the film when they were talking about the Daily Planet and doing all this Clark's in there and he's all I was like oh my gosh they're paying homage to you know the original Christopher Freeman like this is great and then and then it gets halfway when Lex Luthor gets introduced and and everything just goes <laughs> you get 20 minutes of rocks just coming up underneath the ground I'm like all right I'm bored now like Did you
2: I, not like spacey's
0: uh... Uh, he was all right I, I don't I don't I like spacey but
2: I don't think He's great, in House of Cards. See, but I, mean you were together on that. Spacey was probably yeah,
0: but he's playing the same character. Yeah, but they're playing the same type of role that it was. I've already seen. Like it did nothing for me. It did nothing new. Did so nothing. Did you
1: see Gene Hackman? Is that all you saw?
0: Gene. Ha- that's the thing. I couldn't separate him. I couldn't separate him. Gene Hackman. And I've also the whole Lex Island. I've already seen that in the other Superman movies. Like that's that storyline's been done before. Like that's not new to me. So I was like, all right, this is just rehashing stuff. And just the kid thing and that. And he's a super brooding and. The him and Lois, I didn't like their chemistry. I, I, it failed on so many levels for me that I could not, I couldn't, I could get into it. Um, and it's like, oh, well, we're, we're going after the Donner, and you know, there's a very
2: good reason why him and Lois' chemistry wasn't chemistry.
1: <laughs> well, uh, to, yeah, go ahead to just help you out here on this, um, you know. I do hear you. Uh, I didn't like <laughs> the chemistry between, uh, you know, no, she, and, yeah. Lois was a good. She's a good actress. Kate Bosworth, I believe, is, mm-hmm. it was, yeah.
2: yeah, Kate Bosworth did it, and she did a great job. But they just didn't yeah. have chemistry together. And I don't think it had anything to do with him. I think it had to do with her. In my yeah. opinion, I think she, she just was like, eh. uh, yeah.
1: It was. I think maybe what you would call a miscast. You know, yep. they could have got somebody else. It just the movie
0: didn't go anywhere, and then and then uh, and then there's just like, all right, th- literally it's just one shot. Him spinning around in space. I'm like, and then and then Brian Singer hires a physicist, so he he knows exactly at the right trajectory that a wing of on, on the plane would rip off at that altitude. Nobody cares about that. You, it, I don't care about that. I want, and then you shoot somebody in the face in the and in into the eye because that's the most sensitive part of the body. And then when he's about to go super punch somebody, it cuts to black. I'm like, dude, there was no action in this film at all. Zero. Like, when I was reading Superman comics growing up, Superman was not a pussy. I'm sorry. He was not a pussy. Like, he defended himself. He was he was a uh, stand-right, uh, upright citizen – but like he didn't let people get bullied and knocked around. Like he, if he had to use force to a point, he would use it. But like, he wasn't a little pushover, and that's the way I felt the Brandon Ross Superman was. He was a pushover. He was very weak, very brooding, very whiny. And
3: I, I didn't like he it. He was a better Clark Kent than he was a Superman.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. Like he did a really good Christopher Reeve impression, you know, as Clark now, Kent.
3: I think he was a great Clark Kent because it was more of a Christopher Reeve Clark, Clark Kent. Exactly. But for me, my Superman. Now I'm saying my Superman will always be Dean Cain Right. because he was the embodiment of that truth, justice in the American way. I agree. That, yep. that I, I had seen in the popular icon. It felt a very,
0: uh, yeah, I agree with you. It felt very much like the Fleischer cartoons. If you guys have not seen those that are old school cartoons, uh, very, you know, Superman. I didn't was realize it? you were that old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I age well. Uh, but, uh, but like the, my point going in is I think they said, all right, well, let's flip the switch and do something called Man of Steel where there is so much action. It's so inundated that it actually is very painful to watch. And what was your thoughts on Man of Steel?
1: Well, I really loved Man of Steel. Um, I, coming off of Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Amazing, I think, by the way. Um, well, that's another story. <laughs> I, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, but uh man of steel uh you could totally tell christopher nolan had his touch even though Zack snyder was the director um you can see the the nolan influence cuz he was the godfather as they would say uh but i do like the the like finding himself you know he had to travel um kevin costner as as jonathan kent uh very different than smallville's john Schneider. uh brought i think a little more southern to you would actually you know uh, what's
3: the word of, more down home more down,
1: no, yeah because uh more
3: blue collar more real american
1: uh, yeah family. um not saying john snyder on, Small, on smallville was was bad um but i just think the way that kevin costner he, growing up different places he brought more the the realism to the Paw Kent and um At, you know when you go to the end and he has to make that decision. Uh, what he did with Zod, um, that was like Superman comics come to life. Like he, f- you you s- felt his pain, and when he sees that, um, this is something that I don't know if they really touched base on in the Christopher Reeves movies. Um, I don't know if if you can remember. Did he have that that emotion to the people around? Uh, it was a Superman 2, I think. Do you right, remember? Superman D- 2. Did, did Christopher Reeve have that like uh, where he really cared for the people and showed that
0: emotion? Uh, yes and no. It depends on which cut of the film you watched because there was obviously the the Donner cut because Donner, you know, they decided to can him and he went over budget and all that stuff. And I, I actually prefer the Richard Donner cut because it's more emotional. Um, it's darker too uh, The Superman 2 cut The actual cut's fine uh, I prefer the Donner cut I think the Donner cut Showed more of that realism That, that you're talking about um, But yeah no, I mean they showed I think what's what, Why people like Christopher Reeve So much is because he was When you're watching him You you believed what he said You know <laughs> you believed Everything he said And how he presented himself And how he held himself You know his composure um, And for me With Man of Steel I liked it better Than Superman Returns Definitely I liked it better uh, I liked it better than than Superman Returns, um, but for me, it's like there was a lot of action I think it felt like it was a polar opposite of Superman Returns where I felt like they needed to throw a lot of action in, and my problem is is you're supposed to be the hero, the savior if you will, of America, and how can you raise your hand into the air and I'm paraphrasing someone um, uh, what's his name from? one of the writers from the movie Chronicle he, he permits said this this is not my, my, not my words but how can you be the savior of the people and raise your hand high in the air and then behind you is this rubble and you've destroyed, and everyone's dead behind you, how can you really be happy with what you did when everyone behind you is destroyed and dead and decaying, and, like, there's a really weird image there that's hard to, it's not the whole, you know, ending with the Zod thing, I don't, I, a lot of people were flipped on that, that didn't bother me as much, it was just the whole destruction of the world, like, In the comics, Superman, other than the Doomsday fight, Superman would take people, he would go to different locations away from cities and stuff, and I felt like here, they didn't make an effort, really, to do that, and I I felt like Superman just didn't care, and that's what hurt me. Like, I like Cavill, and I actually loved, 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 love, 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 Russell Crowe uh, in this movie. He that first 10 minutes in Krypton, I wish we could see a television show on that cuz that was mind-blowing. Like I had never yeah. seen anyone touch that whole Krypton like they did. Like so Zack Snyder knocked it out of the park with that. And Russell Crowe, every time he was on screen, I believed him and he was charismatic and like, "Oh my gosh, I want to know more."
1: You know, and I loved it. Wow. So, the the end of Man of Steel with the whole battle between Superman and Zod um from what I gather with Batman versus Superman, that actually will be the beginning of Batman versus Superman because apparently, hmm. uh, at that same time, uh, Bruce Wayne was there.
0: Ah. Bruce
1: Wayne saw the whole thing, and on top of that, they showed
2: like, "Hey, this is a battle," and I right. think it's kind of because what's I seen an, I seen a still
1: of, of yeah. Ben Affleck uh, like walking through debris, and it looked like af- trying to put the pieces together. Well, is that, it? I haven't read a lot. I think it. this is because what they're they're mix matching uh, a couple comics. They're taking the Dark Knight Returns, um, which was a Frank Miller oh, novel. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they're going to because Man of Steel was, I think, loosely based on the the New Fifty Two Injustice mm-hmm. uh, comics and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So. I believe with this movie, they're taking the Man of Steel, and that's ending is gonna be part of Batman versus Superman. That would so be interesting. They knew what they were doing, so when Superman, all that destruction, really, that was, okay, I think well, it was part of the plan.
0: If that was part of the plan, I, I give them more credit then. because like that for me, I, that was one of the things that that hurt me watching. Was just like, because I I love the visual aspects. I love the way it looked. I thought Henry Cavill was great. I uh, didn't care about the Lois connection again. It's uh, that, so weird. They haven't nailed that note. Great actress, it, though. She's great, but I, I agree with Nicole. I don't think there's been a great chemistry since the events of Clark, Lois, and Superman, right? I don't think Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane had an amazing chemistry. I don't think anyone's been able to capture that chemistry since then. I, I don't. I, no one's been able I've not bought it, you know, other than the comics, obviously. Um, but yeah I mean we could talk about this for hours for days but I mean it's it's a thing for me it's like um, we love comics we love television we love movies and I think that's why we do this podcast we love to talk to people yep. and of course you know Brian Nicole here with Team Arrow um, the MDA walk uh, definitely check them out mda.org and you can donate money any every little bit helps yep so um, is there anything else you guys want to tell uh, the listening audience before we go um,
1: just uh, please visit mda.org at Donate anything, anything that you can. Um, It helps, and uh, all the money that we earn here uh, for the muscle walk stays right here in Tampa. That's awesome. That's really good to know.
0: Uh, That's awesome, and of course, you know, May second is Emerald City Comics. It's Free Comic Book Day, and they're going to be doing um, Team Arrow will be there, and of course, Happy Hour Johnny Deuce will be there. So come out and. And you get to meet a lot of interesting, awesome local artists and just support your local artists, support the MDA walk with Team Arrow, uh, support the comic book shops, you know. It's always great to have someone come in and pay money for a comic, because I course. know we're going in more of that digital world. So uh, we thank you for listening and we thank you, Brian and Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you us. so much for coming On the Happy Hour with Giant Deuce you, uh, and this of course is a, a mega episode split into two parts as you're listening to this we'll have a part one going up on tuesday and a part two going on friday that we'll be telling you ahead of time oh yeah deuce and and i sometimes are like wait a minute should we do an intro for this like no 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 no. let's actually tell the audience that we're doing a two-parter here so this is part one uh in part two will be on um this is let me say that again we'll have both parts on part one will be on tuesday part two will be on friday so uh Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, we'll have to do this again yes, sometime. It's so, so much fun. definitely, for sure. So. And
2: also, we're going to do it at free comic book day, which yep. is going to be May 2nd. Yep, so,
0: so it'd be great. So, uh, And, of course, um, if people want to – do you guys have an email that people can um, email you if they have questions or anything like or that? Or should or they have a website
1: have? or a Facebook? Um, well, they can uh, – Facebook, they can uh, go to our Team Arrow uh, event page, mm-hmm. and uh, they could uh, – post a question on there. Okay. Um, I believe it's uh, not good with the Facebook. Uh, they can message you on Facebook
0: though, right? Yeah, they can message me on Facebook. And how do they spell your last name, Brian?
1: It's uh, W-E-N-Z-L-O-F-F. Okay. Awesome. So, Thank you so much, guys. And of
0: course, yep. uh, when you're talking about the happy hour and Johnny and Deuce, um, there's, there's
2: three different hashtags yeah. you can hit us up on. Hashtag HH, HH Podcast, Podcast Show, hashtag Happy, happy Hour Podcast. Podcast, and of course, hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later, Later. guys.